Hello fellow story champions, my name is Simon Brooks. Welcome to Lindy Line, a story podcast. Here you will find old stories, some written by the likes of Kipling and Robert Louis Stevenson. Ancient folk and fairy tales retold for a modern audience of families and original short stories I have penned myself. I'll be retelling some of the classic folk and fairy tales and some of the stories you may not be familiar with. I'll be taking you around the world with these tales and there may be some history too. You never know. Are you comfortable? Then sit back and listen. Once, when all creatures could understand one another and the realm of magic was apparent as the clouds in the sky and the fae were still seen sprinkling fairy dust into the eyes of those who were to see them. In those long ago times, there were stories. Are you comfortable? Then sit back and listen. When I was a youngster, a music album came out which my mum got for my brother and I. I recently listened to it and found it a little bit dated, but it was inspired by a book which we also had, which I loved. The book came out when I was possibly around your age, my young friends. The original poem came out long before I was born, actually 95 years before my grandfather was born. Well, I love this book and the illustrations in it, because it always makes me think of summer. My brother still has the book. It's called The Butterfly's Ball and the Grasshopper's Feast, and was illustrated by Alan Aldridge, who also expanded the story a little. What I am going to share with you is the original poem by William Roscoe, who wrote this, or first got it published, in 1808. Come take up your hats, and away let us haste To the butterfly's ball and the grasshopper's feast. The trumpeter gadfly has summoned the crew, And the revels are now only waiting for you. So said little Robert, and pacing along, His merry companions came forth in a throng, And on the smooth grass by the side of a wood, Beneath a broad oak that for ages had stood, saw the children of earth and the tenants of air for an evening's amusement together repair. And there came the beetle, so blind and so black, who carried the emmet, his friend, on his back. And there was the gnat and the dragonfly too, with all their relations green, orange and blue. And there came the moth, with his plumage of down, and the hornet in jacket of yellow and brown, who with him the wasp his companion did bring, but they promised that evening to lay by their sting. And the sly little dormouse crept out of his hole, and brought to the feast his blind brother, the mole. And the snail, with his horns peeping out of his shell, came from a great distance, the length of an L. A mushroom their table, and on it was laid, a water-dock leaf, which a tablecloth made. The viands were various, to each of their taste, and the bee brought her honey to crown the repast. Then, close on his haunches, so solemn and wise, the frog from a corner looked up to the skies, and the squirrel, well pleased such diversions to see, mounted high overhead and looked down from a tree. Then out came the spider, with finger so fine, 
to show his dexterity on the tight line. From one branch to another his cobwebs he slung, then quick as an arrow he darted along, but just in the middle, oh, shocking to tell. From his rope, in an instant, poor Harlequin fell. Yet he touched not the ground, but with talons outspread, hung suspended in air at the end of a thread. Then the grasshopper came with a jerk and a spring. Very long was his leg, though but short was his wing. He took but three leaps, and soon was out of sight, then chirped his own praises for the rest of the night. With step so majestic, the snail did advance, and promised the gazers a minuet to dance. But they all laughed so loud that he pulled in his head, and went in his own little chamber to bed. Then, as evening gave way to the shadow of night, their watchman, the glow-worm, came out with a light. Then home let us hasten, while yet we can see, for no watchman is waiting for you and for me. So said little Robert, and pacing along, his merry companions returned in a throng. I do like that poem, and the illustrations in the book are amazing. But there's a few things in here which are kind of interesting, right? One of the lines says, for an evening's amusement together repair, right? And repair means to like fix something these days. But it actually means to bring together to like, you know, for an evening's amusement together repair, they're going to go together somewhere. And that, that's what that means. And then... Along came the beetle, so blind and so black, who carried the emmet, his friend on his back. Now, the emmet is another word for ant. And there's another word in here that some people might not know. And that they're talking about for the snail. And he came from a great distance, the length of an L. And do you know what, what an L is? How far that is? An L is 45 inches. And there was another line in here which mentioned the viands. They were talking about eating, right? And they talked about the viands that were made for everyone. And viands are meats. So not very good for vegetarians, I suppose. But for everybody else, it was fine. Although this, it was published in a book form, I think, in 1908, it first appeared in the Gentleman's Magazine in November of 1806. Now, so that you get an idea of how long ago this was, this was when James Madison was, the f was America's fourth president. William Pitt the Younger was Prime Minister of Great Britain, and King George III was on the throne in England. He was also known as Mad King George, and it was his taxes that got tea thrown into the Boston Harbour. Napoleon III ruled over France, not to be confused with Napoleon I, who was married to Josephine and got himself exiled to Elba. And Faith Ali Shah Qajar was the second Shah of Qajar, Iran. America stopped importing slaves to the States. Britain made slaving illegal at home and in all its colonies. There was a rum war in Australia that year. Only one survivor was found alive that year from the Bounty Mutiny. 
There was a volcano that erupted in the Western Pacific, which caused a decade-long drop in the temperatures of the marine air. There was a lot of fighting going on in Russia and Finland. Mohammed II succeeded Mustafa IV as Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, and Goethe's Forced Part One was published in full in Tübingen, Germany, which is home to one of Europe's oldest universities. There were no cars, no aeroplanes, no radio, no TV, no smartphones, no Spotify, no YouTube, nor Netflix. The bicycle, as we sort of know it today, with pedals, that was not invented until the mid 1800s. People rode horses, read books, and talked to one another when they saw each other, and wrote letters to each other to stay in touch. And this brings me to our activity. What I think would be a fun thing to do would be to write or draw a story on some paper, and then write or have your parents write a letter for you to a family member who is far away and you don't see very often. You could also make a postcard. Drawing on one side and writing and addressing the other side, maybe you could ask these people that you're sending these letters and postcards to if they know of the butterfly's ball and the grasshopper's feast. Maybe somebody does. Well, I hope you are all well and happy. And if you weren't before you listened to this, I hope you are now. Stay well and safe, and I'll be back soon. All the best. Well, thanks for listening to Lindy Line, a story podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. By simply subscribing and telling your friends about this podcast will help. But also, please leave a review on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this, as it helps others find these stories. Most podcasts have advertisers; we don't. If you want to drop a price of a dog biscuit for Mo and the cost of a cup of tea for me, that would be lovely. It's hungry work in the woods. You can also become a patron and pay as little as one dollar to as much as you think it was worth. If you become a Patreon patron at www.patreon.com/simonbrooks, you get extra resources and outtakes. You might even see a photo or two of Mo, my wonderful rescue dog, and photographs of our adventures together. Hashtag In the Woods with Mo. Once. When all creatures could understand one another, and the realm of magic was as apparent as the swords worn, there were stories. I hope you enjoyed today's story. This is where my telling ends. <laughs>